Welcome to the CEO of Destiny podcast, where you will find the tools to fulfill the purpose of your generation and wildly succeed in the marketplace. And now your host, Andre J. Benjamin. When, when you, um, I, I've worked a lot with people who have aged out of uh, foster care, and I know about the uh, challenges that come with family situations that break up, especially with the nuclear family. Can you talk about that importance of having that stability of a sibling that's, you know, st stuck up for you and that came to you and kind of even how that plays into the work that you're doing now with this project? Yeah, well, thank you for doing that, actually, Andre. That's that's big time that you're that you're working with those foster kids. I, you know, I, I there was a threat from my dad that I could go live in foster care if the older siblings didn't uh, take us in. And thankfully my brother took me in, but so I've learned a little bit. I still don't know a ton about it, but I'm learning more and more. And that, you know, ultimately I would like to, if we can help those young people that are aging out, I, that didn't even, I didn't even know what that was. And people were making that comment on my channel and saying, thank you so much. I aged out of foster care. I'm like, what does that even mean? And so I had to do a little research and uh, it breaks my heart that um, we're not necessarily equipping people and then they age out and we just send them off into the world without the tools. I'm not, you know, I'm speech, um, talk, or painting with a broad brush, of course, but if even there's a few that are doing that, you know, um, but it sounds to me like there's a lot more than a few that that's what we're doing and we're expecting them to have success without really giving them the tools for success. So, I'm hoping that, you know, we can do something working with the foster care system uh, somehow. And I've had a couple um, foster care places reach out to me and ask how can how we can shed a light on on this problem that we have. So hopefully we can we can do something there. I think it's really, really important. But if you don't have it, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? I don't have the answer to that. I honestly don't. I think, you know, since I'm a man of faith, I, you know, I I rely on that myself that's a big part of my life uh, and you know the lord is bigger than me and so i can't solve everybody's problems but i can go to him uh so that's that's huge you know and if you don't have that um and you just feel like you're alone in this world that's that's pretty hard I, and my heart breaks for people that are feeling that way can you give a little uh a little snippet of what your sister Lori did for you and why that was so, you know, she, she came at a critical time and she, um, what would you want your readers and also your viewers to glean from the work that she did in your life? Cause I think about what, you know, what you listed as you're about to say it, it's a huge, it's very huge for development. Yeah. I mean, kids really are rough towards each other in our society. So it's, can you speak to, yeah, Lori being an encourager and stepping up with my clothes, you mean? Buying yes, clothes for me, absolutely. yeah. You know, she made a sacrifice. She didn't have a whole lot. Um, and again, I think, again, it speaks to how well my parents started and the roots that we had and the extended family that we had in Kansas that Mary, all you know, her chapters about keeping us kind of connected to our roots in, in Kansas of those um, quality people there. Uh, but Lori, yeah, you know, she stepped up when we needed clothes and I, you know, we were just trying to get by. There was a time where my dad got custody of us, but he didn't really want us. And so he was, uh, 
my mom couldn't take care of us. Um, and so we were living at our house. This was the seventies, of course. So it was a different time, but, uh, my dad would stock us up with groceries and just leave for a week, you know, and then come back and check on us and leave again, you know, and it was basically the younger siblings just fending for themselves. Lori was out by that time, but she would check back in and, uh, and Rick was in the military at that time. So he was away. Um, but Lori, yeah. You know, uh, what are you doing for clothes? I don't know. You know, that's yeah. stuff that somebody else normally thinks of, you know, I don't, I'm not concerned about, but and it was a little hard. It was tough because I was middle school, you know, or it was actually junior high um, when I was there. And that's a tough time anyway. You know, you're kind of unsure of yourself. You're, oh, yes. You're going through puberty. It's just, oh, my goodness. It's just so much is happening. Yeah. And I was uh, kind of short and chubby at the time. I share that in my book, too. Uh, you know, so on top of that, I'm like, who am I? You know, uh, what have I got going for me? I don't have a whole lot. I'm wearing the same clothes every day to school, you know, Um and I remember even wearing the same socks, you know, and not washing them and going yeah. to school. My feet stunk. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but yeah. I mean, I just didn't have somebody to help. And so that, you know, Lori's, yeah, she has a gift for being an encourager. And she, in her profession too, you know, she works with special um, needs kids and always sets the bar higher than what we expect out of them. And I've heard that over and over from parents when we visited. Um, yeah, so. Can you give us some practical ways in which we can encourage as we're wrapping the corner to round up this interview? Can you give the audience some practical ways in which they can encourage? I like the, the list that you put out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there's so many different ways. And I think if we just stop and get our eyes off ourselves and <laughs> maybe uh, what's that person, wonder what they're going through, you know, even just, uh, how are you doing and not just settle with the good, you know, maybe probe a little bit. I think if you spend a little bit of time, you know, digging a little deeper with people and ask them how they're really doing, like you were saying, even as, as a father, you know, making that connection of something a little deeper so that you can talk about things that, you know, are, are deeper. I never really had that with my own dad, unfortunately. Um, you know, we never got to that point of, even though after I forgave him, it was all a little superficial, you know, we never really got to talk about meaningful stuff. And, you know, it's easy to ask somebody how they're doing and they say, fine. And you just move on. <laughs> you know, if you can just take the time, it doesn't cost you anything. All it costs is a little bit of your time to, uh, to dig a little deeper. What, how has your family adjusted to this newfound life in the spotlight? And, you know, <laughs> tell us also some of the more funnier responses that you've had from from people that kind of tickle you yeah it's a it's interesting because I'm still trying to maintain my sanity and be just you know who I normally am but it it it's definitely weird how certain people are good with that and certain people want to assume I think higher of myself than I am and kind of it's like oh, I'm still it's still me I take out the garbage you know I, I'm I'm not acting like I'm anybody uh, so please don't act like I'm acting like I'm somebody, you know, uh, you see so the responses of others with their assumptions change about like, oh, he must think. And you're like, it's still me. It's the same guy. Yeah. I mean, I had a funny story about, you know, went into the office for the first time in a while. And there was this uh, young gal that I worked with um, and she was like, oh, you know, it's like. <laughs> we worked together for a couple of years. I mean, what? <laughs> it's just me, but 
<laughs> but you know, you, uh, you start seeing stuff enough online, you start projecting something or something. I, I don't even know how to say it. I'm still trying to, to figure it, <laughs> figure it all out. It's interesting. You know, I'm trying to, cause I also have, so it's a little surreal. Like I said, you know, I'm on a today show and I'm on these uh, different, you know, media, talking to pretty famous people. And I got to, I have to act, I guess, like I belong. I can't, I don't want to get on there and, oh, it's Kevin Hart. I can't believe I'm talking to Kevin Hart. <laughs> you know, I, I have to act like I belong, right? That's right. And I've been so here before. Weird to turn that on and turn it off. It's definitely a little. What is your odd. What does your wife think? What does your wife? It's kind of interesting what you said about your kids being like, man, that's dad, and he's he's being the same. But what does your wife think? You know. Yeah, we've, it's been an adjustment for all of us trying to, trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> so I think she's okay with it now, but you know, it's, it's definitely odd, you know, and I, I am still working and trying to juggle all this stuff too. So I'm still working. And then, you know, there's possibilities of TV show, you know, that kind of is hanging out there, wrote the book, you know, I've got sponsorships reaching out to me um, and then interviews too. And so what pushed you to write the book, by the way? Thank you for listening to today's episode. Do us a favor. If this was useful in any way for you, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Reviews will allow others to easily discover the podcast. If you'd like more information and to receive a free download, rediscover your destiny, go to CEOofdestiny.com. Thanks again and tune in next time.